0: Welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast Yo guys, what's happening? Um, I'm back again with another weird podcast Um, Once again, facing adversity This time, um, the technophobe is back And my fucking microphone's not working So I'm literally having to record into... My Mac, which hey, it might sound sweet, might sound shit, but I mean, I can't afford at this stage to not be putting out a podcast because everyone's been so greatly upset at the fact that there's been no Boytown. I mean, I get it, it's upsetting, but sometimes in life you just got to do these things, you know what I mean? And obviously, I'm acutely aware of the importance of good sound quality, even more so when I get tweeted this week by Connor Gavin. Yo, Connor, first off, I know you're a friend of the Boytown Podcast. Hopefully you're listening to this too, because hey, there ain't no Boytown Podcast this week, so therefore I won't be able to answer you in the Boytown Podcast. But hey, this is my podcast, and I'll answer you. Connor sent me this. Hey, in major capitals, a lot of capitals going on here. Hey, Dave Elliott and Shane Todd. What the fuck's up with the echo on the podcast this week, man? New studio is wax sorted. Concerned listener, hashtag Boytown. Well, man, I get it. It is fucking shit, and that's because the studio's not up and ready to run yet. We were just doing it in the office, where I actually am recording now, except rather than huddle around the microphone, um, not to be a type, Shane said that we should just sit the mic between us, which is about seven meters away from both of us. So that you know, that's what the echo's all about, and I'm sorry about that, and you're probably listening to this now going, what the fuck is this echo biting this? But yeah... Shane also broke my microphone, so uh, I just have to talk into my Mac. And I notice it's an angry start to the podcast. I'm sorry, I don't want to bring a negative vibe on board. Especially saying as there's only one podcast now this week. There's no no boytown. I need to flip and get my shit together on this podcast. But hey, damn it, I get frustrated. I want there to be quality, or as Arsene Wenger would say, quality delivered. On a regular basis, unfortunately, yeah, I put my hands up; it's not good enough. You know, that's why we're not doing a Boytown podcast for the next uh, three weeks. Is because we have been working together on on the radio show. So out, out half ten on Saturday mornings on BBC Radio Ulster, and the fact of the matter is, the only real time we have to record together is the same times we do the radio. So if we're doing the radio and Boytown, we kind of. Can run out of things to say to each other So one's either Good and the other's shit Or vice versa So we thought we will take a break And we'll just come back In a few weeks once the radio show's over Back to classic Boytown ways You know we've sort of felt like We've hit a plateau with Boytown Not that we're going to stop we'll ne- We will never Ever Stop doing Boytown But I think tweetback was kicking us in the balls a bit too much We were getting real dark We are making each other tweet people Things that could potentially ruin our lives And in the process Of tweeting early doors We we just weren't enjoying being around the other person The remainder of the hour of the podcast Which hey Makes for shite listening I'm sure I'm sure it's Fucking awful listening to to me Trying to talk to a guy Who I want to punch square in the nose And I'm sure he probably doesn't like me either, some of the tweets I've made him send, but to be fair, his fist would just deflect off my rhino's hide, I would have not an issue with that in the slightest, Um, but yeah, it just wasn't good listening, it was negative, so we're trying to maybe give Tweet back a break and then come back with a more positive podcast, but in the meantime you have this, which has been four minutes of gurning for you to enjoy. But that's, that's life, you know, this is what you get with me on Boytown, I'm, I'm hyped up and I'm fun this weird podcast, I'm just myself, just a fucking old miserable bastard, yeah, and, and, and this weekend as well, I'm recording this on a Sunday, I had uh, a big big moment on Friday night, like a massive life affirming moment, I had my daughter alone for the first time overnight, so I was solely responsible for keeping her alive which given my track record of keeping people well is not a good uh, it's not a good good thing um so yeah i was, was pretty i don't say nervous i was pretty concerned about that but luckily enough she's still with us i am still with us as well not taught myself and yeah it, it was fine in the end it's, that's it like i've been I've been looking after Holly and stuff by myself whenever Catherine's been out and about or whatever and it's been grand but overnight with those, who knows because last week, everyone knows it was Valentine's Day and I talked last week in the podcast about going on a stag do and whenever I was away last Saturday in Marbs uh, Catherine was obviously being the mother of, of my child here with my, with my daughter which is fine. She is the most capable person looking after the baby. I, I, totally, I'm cool with that. And I thought you know she'll be grand with her for a couple of nights when I'm away. Wrong. Holly unfortunately decided to get a reflux, which for anyone of you out there with you know like lives and shit and don't know what that is, it's basically we're like. there's like a wee flap or something that hasn't developed properly in the baby that keeps their food down in the wee tummies so she was just drinking loads of food and then it was just like basically burping up into her wee lungs or not lungs, that's pretty dramatic into her like is it esophagus I guess hey I'm not a doctor, I'm a comedian but hey, it was coming up from her stomach and causing her like basically tummy acid heartburn type thing which is bad enough when you're a full grown adult dude or a woman but when you're a little baby you ain't got no clue what that is other than it's very sore so she basically spent last weekend squealing like screaming and not sleeping keeping her and Catherine awake all night so whenever I returned home on Sunday it's 2 f which means hung to fuck from the stag do I just presented with this really angry upset sore little baby which is awful as a dad to see cause you want to come home from Stag do You want to see your missus You want to see your babies You want to have hugs and shit and just be happy You don't want to listen to crying Especially when you, you, can, you, you give no eyes Like I was so hungover I couldn't see, I couldn't think I actually was lucky that I could breathe Or my heart could beat to be fair But hey it was And to have her screaming was just not good And the next morning I woke up and we were like right she needs to get to the doctors here So we just brought her to doctors The doctor was like yeah there's the hookup. Get some of this thickener on board Get some Carabelle on board Get some uh, Gaviscon Get in ye and fucking get on with it So we did We started feeding her a wee bit less And more often Kind of like the staple of how to lose weight if you will And it seems to have worked A week on she's doing a lot better Thank god She's not depressed because that's the worst thing in the world like, I never even thought for a minute what that would be like in my life. Obviously, no kids. Like, what would the, best, the worst thing in the world be for me as a guy with no kids? Was like probably Arsenal getting beat or losing a bed or fucking you know, family being sick or whatever. But when you're a dad, it's the worst thing in the world to see just a wee sad, upset face fucking, and not knowing what's wrong with him you know, you get frustrated at times, you know, you question yourself, and you go, Flip, am I able to manage this, or, like, I've changed her nappy, I've fed her, like, what the fuck, more, like, let her sleep, what more does she want? But then, when I mean, you've got that, the reflux it's a problem, so, thankfully, got the gavs gone, that worked, again, as the week went on, thickener kind of caused the flip problem, whereby it made her, like, poos a bit hard, a bit solid, a bit dehydrated, so that was causing her pain too, so I was thinking... Given that Catherine was Stuck with her the week before And didn't have much sleep You know, pulling her hair out but bit stressed out Papa Bear Being the kind of guy that he is Generous Loving A caring guy If I do say so myself I sent Catherine And her friend Suzanne uh, Away For the night On Friday To sleeved on her got them hooked up got them some some wine on board got them a couple of spa treatments you know treated them well as we treat I said hey you go relax have a good night's sleep come back refreshed and I look after the baby overnight initially she was like I don't know if I try said, Shh, don't worry about it go enjoy yourself you deserve it and she did and I had a great time with the baby um, she was really well behaved. We had daddy daycare time, which hey, whenever you have a ten we go baby, that doesn't include much. It's not like I'm taking her to a cinema, McDonald's, like play parks or like Funky Monkeys or whatever the fuck you do with like kids. I just basically sat her about and like made sure she was all right. I had a mate come round, we watched a bit of a movie together on Friday. She just sort of sat there. Had her bottle and then cried for a bit and he had to go home because it was awkward and weird. She was just screaming at him, and then did the wee routine, brought her upstairs, got her nappy changed, put her in the bath, and and ran away. No, only joking. Put her in the bath, uh, washed her, put her in her PJs, gave her a nice big feed and put her to sleep, and it only took her about half an hour to settle. But that was a nervous half an hour And I was going Please God Please just do not scream Once she starts It's hard to stop her Like I have the full shit The full work's going on Trying to get her to sleep that night I had Ewan the sheep Which to any fathers Or mothers out there listening You'll know Ewan He is like This creepy little sheep That makes Internal noises Like Womb noises Like heartbeats And he plays this sweet song Which is like For some reason Makes me want to cry all the time It's like just a really emotional Song, and then I've got this sweet device that like, projects stars in various colors onto the sky. And then I've downloaded this app on my phone, which basically is just a shusher. So rather than me just going shh, it's just a constant shush. But you hear this? I'll play it for you now, which is gonna be my banter. So this just plays basically for. As long as I, as long as I want, until she sleeps. Which I'll stop that now. Because I'm sure it's annoying. Which whenever that's going for any length of time, it starts making you think you're going mentally insane. <laughs> Banter. You start thinking, I, I, I'm losing my mind here. And luckily enough for me, I didn't. I, I got through it. She slept well. She uh, went down at about 11, woke up at 5 in the morning, which was glorious. I got her up, gave her another bottle, listened to her screaming till about 6. You know, so it was about a solid hour of that. Walked her about a bit, gave her a wee bump thing. Like, I was going to say, shook her, but that sounds like you don't, you know, you like your Irish you shake a baby, like a wee bump, like boom, <laughs> that kind of thing. And uh, I know you can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but hey, what I'm doing is i like, pretending I'm, I'm nursing a baby. And then she went down and slept again from 6 till 8 a.m. And then that was her up. That was her day ready to go. Daddy, I'm ready for you. So it was good. I felt good with how that worked. Um, and then in the morning, my mum came around to give me a bit of a hand. Because, yo, it's not... St- Why am talking like a gangster? Because, yo, hey, baby, ah, uh, Because, yo, um, it's not stressful enough for me just to have had a newborn baby. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not stressful enough for me to be planning a wedding in November. Uh uh-uh. uh. Papa's decided that he wants to, to move house as well. <laughs> so I'm just doing all the things in life that can stress you out at once. Because I mean, you know, why just have several little mini strokes <laughs> when you can have one massive one? Am I right, guys? Just <laughs> let the brain pop. Let's pop. Let's burst. You know, just go for it. And that's what I'm at. So when my mum came around to help me with the baby, she uh, took her for a bit and they nursed her and guarded her while I was tidying the house. Because at 11 on Saturday, I had the people (coughs) who have offered to buy my house coming around, which I was so nervous about, to be honest, because they made an offer in the house, which I've accepted, which is great news. But then they wanted to come and see it again. So I was kind of going, yeah... Do they, are they not sure that they won't want this you know I, I'd really talked myself up to the fact that um, maybe these people didn't want to buy my house but, and I was so nervous but luckily you know they were happy with it they said they still liked it as much and I thank god they still want to buy it and above all else they were two really nice people so hopefully um, they can get into into my house soon and get themselves sorted and I can find somewhere else to move to but it's stressful, that whole time of not knowing what's going on Relying on your own house being sold so you can get somewhere else It's a bollocks, an absolute bollocks And amongst all of that, trying to deal with the baby as well, is stressful And anyway, when Catherine came back I was delighted to see her And I was the best guy in the world You know, she was really pleased with me, really happy Um, and I thought great that's me sorted for a while less than 24 hours have gone by and I'm back in the doghouse for some reason I don't know why ain't done nothing but back in the doghouse so basically what I'm trying to say to you guys is no matter what you do no matter how generous you are no matter how kind, how supportive you are it's never good enough okay that was all I really want to say. On that front, yeah, a lot of stress. And uh, yeah, after all that, I'm back in, in the bad books. So back in here recording the weird podcast in my office in Hollywood, which hopefully the echo's not as bad this time because we're not using a microphone in the middle of the the room. But no, I'm back in here because there's more deadlines to do, more, more work to get done, more stuff to write. And as much as I love it, it's starting to get get heavy duty, you know, starting to get them deadlines and top of a full time job, it's, it's mad. It's stressful. It really is stressful. Um but yeah. I'm probably bringing you down. You're probably listening to this going, yo, I tuned into like, this podcast to have a laugh, to listen to some light hearted banter from a comedian. Instead it's this dude whose entire life's over, ha <laughs> nah, it's it's not over. It's just depressing. And sometimes you get a lot on your shoulders, even as the most positive person. It's hard to always remain positive. So, you know, this podcast might be my outlet. It might be like talking to uh, to somebody about my problems. It might just be something for you to listen to. So, just guys, what I'm saying is, don't be to me. I'm an upset, guy. Like I've lot of played. Jesus, give me a break. But also, thanks for listening. And again, apologies for the lack of the boy time podcast. I know a lot of people, a lot of questions this week, have basically been like. Where the fuck's Boytown? I've explained it. It'll be back, but you know, in the meantime, get involved with this podcast as much as you can. Get the listen the listener review figures up, and we'll try and make this better. And more people get involved, the more questions are asked, the better this podcast will be. But for any of you people who maybe haven't listened to the weird podcast before, don't know what it's about, or don't know what segments we have. You have probably been lured in by the number one podcast segment which is now at the most exciting stage yeah you guessed it it's the champions league of weird the champions league of weird by the way, what a fucking brilliant theme song that is, um, and the Champions League of Weird is here, we're at the knockout stages, we've been doing the Champions League of Weird for way too long, it was just something stupid I thought about, but I'm too stubborn to ditch, so hey, we're just going to see it out and get to the end of it, and we're nearly there, and um, we're now at the knockout stages of the Champions League of Weird, we had group stages, there were teams there were people, there were all sorts going together to see who's the weirdest dude or do that going. And now we're at the knockout stages and being a loser, I have literally written all the names down for the knockout stages of Champions League of Weird, put them into an old woolen hat and pulled them out and now we have the brackets. ...of the Champions League of Weird knockout stages... ...so I will, without further ado... ...not even having any matches today... ...I'm just telling you who is going up against who... ...and then from there you can try to work out... ...who the winner of the Champions League of Weird is... ...the first match... ...in the knockout stage of the Champions League of Weird... ...is... ...the former wife of Beatle, John Lennon, Yoko Ono... ...versus... ...the only brother in the course that sounded racist but it's not literally they're all sisters and he's a brother Jim Core loves a conspiracy theory loves buying presents for my kid as well which is weird in its own regard so Jim Core versus Yoko Ono next match is Ed Gein versus Liberace whoa third is basketball star and just friend of North Korean guy (laughs) Kim Jong Un Dennis Rodman versus the guy that just lies for a living Derek Okorra then we've Prince versus David Blaine, Shimon Michael Jackson versus the Bride of Frankenstein, Jocelyn Wendelstein. A lot of stains and steins there. Sounds like a, an Octoberfest or something. Awful dad joke, kill myself now. Um, next, we have Marlon Manson, who, once again, the curse of the Champions League of Weird, is having some kind of mental breakdown, but he's there anyway, and he's going up with the guy who's also in a mental breakdown, Shia LaBeouf. Maybe next year's Champions League of Weird. I'll be there. Ha! Ah. Then we have the human kendall, Rodrigo Alves, versus the mind freak, Chris Angel. And completing the knockout stages, we have Stalking cat, who used to have a real name, but then turned his entire body into into a human cat versus a guy who does not like cat or more importantly pussy Kevin Spacey so that's the end of the grip st- the group stages and that is the first round of knockout matches next week we will see who will progress from Yoko Ono versus Jocelyn Windelstein and Ed Gein versus Liberace but hey you have a week to look forward to that guys and you know what I like to keep people on tender hooks and you're welcome. On another note, what about the way I can cut the music together with my, my actual dialogue now? It's pretty impressive talent, don't you think? Huh? From being a technophobe, I literally, I'm just, I'm, I'm on my own high horse here because I, I seamlessly cut that together. But then I've just looked down to my left to see my, my microphone, which is just sitting there. With a fucked up USB lead attached to it because uh, what actually happened there, the the lead was plugged into it and um, Shane just totally broke it in half. So I was trying to like teeter with it into the microphone and, and yeah, it didn't work and then just cut off halfway through recording the podcast there. So he lost all this great funny material and then left me just just being a bitter guy essentially and <laughs> that's where we're at. So yeah, we've we've quite a lot of questions this week. I'm not going to talk flat out anymore on the podcast because I want to answer a few questions and probably interact a bit better with them, I would imagine. First question is from James Wilson, who was the genius behind my theme song of the Weird podcast and the Champions League of Weird. So he's a great guy. He also looks like me, which therefore... In turn makes him a very sexy guy. He has asked. What is your ideal cheat day? Hmm. Basically. It's when I get sucked off by Molly from the Saturdays. That would be ideal. Um, but if you don't mean cheating on my girlfriend. Which by the way. Was such a dad joke. Haha. <laughs> um, my ideal cheat day. If we're talking about when I'm on a diet. Which to be fair I've been whacked the last few days. I've not been very good on my diet at all. Um, but. Back hard at it from tomorrow, like properly doing the Weight Watchers again. Only put on a a pound, like, so I mean, what's that? But um, my ideal cheat day would be honestly, if I'm getting up bright and early, I'd start with breakfast. I'd say a good breakfast would be my absolute favourite food to have. Like, I love a nice fry. Gotta have your potato bread, your sausages. You gotta have two sausages, two bits of bacon, a nice fried egg you'd throw a hash brown in there maybe some mushrooms some beans soda bread black pudding which I know a lot of people aren't wild keen on it's fired all in there it's great bit of red sauce pot of tea Bob's your uncle Fanny's your aunt that's just set up for a while um, as you go on in the day you know probably, I'd probably have that about 11 o'clock so I wouldn't really be be wild mad on lunch might treat myself to a I get caramel square in the afternoon. Enjoy that, and then for dinner, I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I've said before what my favorite takeaway is, and it's been the same since I've been eleven years old. Is I would get pizza, and I get pizza from Pizzini in Hollywood, from the man himself, you, the the formerly known as Mr Musavi. Now known as Mr Rizzi It doesn't matter whether he's known as Rizzi or Musavi. He makes a fucking delicious pizza. And my pizza of choice from Pizzini is the Mexican, a 12-inch Mexican. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a normal Mexican. It's just like bits of delicious chicken, bits of pepperoni, bits of chorizo. And I think that's basically it. There's no veg on it, which is, there's no fucking about. Mr. Rizzi Musavi loves to give you great quality pizza. And that would be ideal for me And then once I've got the pizza on board If I'm going to have a drink um, What I'd love to do now actually Is drink red wine and watch boxing Like that is an ideal Saturday night for me now Last night um, I watched the George Groves and Chris Eubank Jr. fight Which was brilliant Chris Eubank Jr. is fucking awful It turns out he's just A really jack guy with really quick hands But George Groves is just a far better boxer and you know a lot of people are hating on, on, on Eubank Junior and Eubank Senior for that matter but hold on I'm going to blow my nose got a cold here <sighs> sorry about that right in your ears real professional but Chris Eubank Senior is one of the most classic dudes I think there is in the world like if I'd have thought about him he would have definitely been in the Champions League of weird. most likely he made it to the knockout stages he's that weird a dude He's still jacked... Absolutely ripped... And he just doesn't even... Like his son... Like Eubank Jr. Doesn't even have a coach... He just... Gets told everything from senior... And... He's such a strange guy... And the greatest voice... Sometimes I can do a good impersonation of him... Sometimes I can't... I'll try now... My son... Christopher... Is... One of the number one boxers in the world... He's probably... Cut... From stone like myself... And would... Knock out anyone on this day. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, that, was, that was definitely an awful impersonation of, of, of Chris Eubanks Sr. Some days it's good, some days it's, it's. This is a bad day. It must just be the heavy cloud in the sky is is, is squeezing down on my, my vocal cords. Like I used to be able to do a good Tyson Fury too. Tyson the Furious One Fury, the number one heavyweight boxer in the world. But now he's a bit more like this. He, he talks with a real rasp in his voice and then I just song like I'm something from Middle Earth and a fool twat and a fool twat yeah maybe when I have a cold I should, just shouldn't do impressions possibly on that front yeah so deviating from the question James my, my ideal cheat day would be get a bottle of wine into me last night I didn't do it I just, I just drove around and watched the fight um, to my mate's house but that would be my ideal cheek day and then big nap and yeah man do it all over again the next day ideally Stu has asked hey Dave I'd be keen to know your opinion on this video of my soon to be sister-in-law playing the piano and what it's done there sent me a YouTube link which I watched before I record the, recorded the podcast um, I don't get it I don't know what she's, she's trying to do on the piano it looks like she's like Dressing it But not not like you would dress a child Like dressing it like She's dressing a salad or something She's like putting things on this piano Like water and shit I don't know Like well, what was she trying to achieve Please come back to me and let me know um, But what do I think of it I think it's really weird But thank you for For coming uh, Up with that And let me let me say it Because it confused me If nothing else It confused me But once again Always in there with good questions Stu um Matty Carlton has said fuck off Carlton anyway. when the boytown boys get back to recording, feel so weird with nothing to listen to on a Thursday well, what you need to do is just take the weird podcast and keep it in your wee phonyony until Thursday Wednesday, and there you go, you some something to listen to my man haha, but no we'll be back in a few weeks when the, when the radio show's done there's just too much material and stuff to write for the radio show that by the time we're done we're just Back trying to banter We hate each other So Yeah That's where we're at With that um, And last Nope Two more questions On Tweet On Tweet Sean, Sean It sounds like something Out of the Matrix So I'm going to say In his voice Sean Porteous Has said Dave What's the worst Weirdest Foot in mouth I shouldn't have said that Out loud moment uh, Weird and I, Great hashtag um, I've said some stuff on stage before In the heat of a moment That I, I I probably shouldn't have said um, I remember I once said to somebody Someone someone heckled me and said that I was fat And I said yeah it's because your mum's Pussy so high in calories man And he's like oh my mum's dead which could have just left it and gone, alright, I've balls up there. But in the moment, when you're on stage and you're in a real hothead environment, I uh, came back with, with this line. Yeah, no, sure the fire brigade had to cut her off the end of my piece. And yeah, hopefully he just hit me with the generic uh, comeback line when my mom's dead. Whereas if his mum's actually dead, I feel bad about that. Um. Other than that there was a time (laughs) Whenever I think I might have spoken about this on Boytown Maybe the weird podcast who knows But there was a time I was working in the gym Which is weird in itself Because you look at me now and go That dude's not a a, a personal trainer But hey back in the day I was in almost shit But I was working in the gym And at the time Glenn Ross UK strongman Northern Irish hero uh, Was there doing like a there was some sort of strongman event on in the car park of my gym obviously and um, at the time I was quite a, a big young boy big powerful boy probably in my like 22 23 it would have been and um, stone and uh, I was chatting with like my manager and this lady who was like my manager was like would you ever consider getting into the man, Dave and then she was like yeah you could be like the next Glenn I was like nah I wouldn't want to be like Glenn Ross he's, he's too big um, it's a massive strain in his heart and he looks out of shape in a less polite way I put it and that was fine went on my day spoke to my boss later and he was like um, you know that lady I was talking to and I was like yes mate oh, it's Glenn Ross's wife I'm like, ah. alrighty then I regretted that the last question on Tour is from Marcus Keenan And he has asked Dave I've seen an advert for a show Soft Border Patrol, are you in it? No, Marcus Sly, I'm not in it <laughs> For any of you who don't know I haven't seen anything on social media or whatever. Soft Border Patrol is A new BBC NI such like comedy unit From Scotland Collaboration, which is like a mockumentary Based on the post Brexit border here between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and the Soft Border Patrol are like the service that deals with that essentially like make sure there's no dodgy dealings crossing the border and whatnot. Um no Marcus I'm not in it unfortunately I actually auditioned for it didn't get a part got past the first uh, stage of auditions didn't get past the second they were just like nah mate not for you mate and fair play because um, you know you don't get everything or well, in my case you probably don't get much but uh, yeah, I, I hope it's a great show you know I really do I'm really looking forward to seeing it um, the more things that are happening over here is only a good sign so hopefully Soft Border Patrol comes out uh, I think it's on early March hopefully it's funny and people like it and get behind it and then that can open more doors for more opportunities and who knows if it can continue maybe I will. I'll get a partner one day which would be lovely so no I'm not in it But I hope it does good My man um, Now that's t- Twitter all done Now to go to uh, Instagram I have a question From uh, duh, duh, duh. Good, good dead air there for you guys Christopher Henning uh, Christopher's come in strong with a real detailed question and, and it is even a question um, yeah there's a question in there it's just a great statement mostly it says I've only started listening to your podcast thank you and whilst I do think it's funny from a comedy point of view I also find it funny from a father of two small girls and can relate to the struggles of parenthood this guy's basically a hero just like myself um, but my question is have you had the patronising is daddy babysitting today question yes i have except i get it on the opposite of that i said i was babysitting for my my daughter and then like people like females in my work were like you're not babysitting for your own daughter you're just looking after her right i'm like well basically i am baby. she's a baby and i'll be sitting with her so fuck off you know if one more person goes to me it's not babysitting she's your daughter I'm like just because I'm babysitting her doesn't mean I'm disowning her. I'm not like giving her back. I'm fuck that. I'm done with her. Nah, call what I want. My life, suck a dick. But yeah, I've got that. People patronize me all the time. But all I can do is just keep the daughter feeding and getting bigger and growing older and being healthy and safe. That's all I can do to shut people up. But yeah, it's annoying, mate. Also, Boytown Podcast is cracker. Thank you again. Tell Shane to ditch his podcast as it's shit and concentrate on Boytown. Whoa, whoa, yikes. Shane won't like that one. Um, but you know what? This is the beauty of this day and age. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. You know, I don't listen to Boytown back. I sometimes listen to the Weird podcast back because I think I sound like I'm losing my mind and I just don't really like to have it out there if I'm and I don't really listen to Shane's podcast either. Shane's podcast because it's kind of like stuff I already know because I've been speaking to him and stuff in the week, so there's no need to listen to it. But I will be sure to pass that on and let you know that it's shit and he should concentrate on boy time more, you know. But you know, let him do his thing if he wants to do his podcast, which he hasn't done in a while, so probably call him out on that too and be like, Where's consistency, my man? And see where it's at. But thanks for that, Chris. I appreciate it. And it's nice to know that there's somebody there I can turn to if I need some parent advice. Because sometimes it's a bit much. Another Chris. Chris Barr, the number one weirdo, has said, Hey Dave, seeing as this podcast is now both weird and boy-time themed, how come is this school? And he said, <coughs> sent me a link to a story where whereby... Oh, great Sky News. Outrage over Japanese primary schools. £500 Armani uniform. You know what? Best title ever. And the Japanese are always good for a bit of like cum fashion. Ahead of the trend style. They, They push the boundaries out there, the Japanese. And this is no exception. The designer talks sharply tailored grey shorts or skirts. A white fitted shirt and felt hat. Will positively brand the school. Right, okay, that's all sweet. Bar a felt hat. What the f- and the hat looks like something fishermen would wear, and it's got a strap on. As, as in a strap on the hat, not a not a strap on in the outfit, because that would undoubtedly be very, very common deed for a school uniform. I'm um, actually get your uniform card marked for that. You, for, you, you forgot your strap on. <laughs> oh dear. Excuse me. Oh, why you not got your strap on? why did you not go to strap on uh, oh no sorry for the cold that was what that voice was it wasn't an accent uh, a Japanese state primary school's decision to introduce designer uniforms costing more than 500 pounds has provoked outrage amongst parents Taimai oh that's a great name of school Taimai Elementary School said the introduction of Giorgio Armani designed outfits will positively brand the 150 year old institution and link it to the upscale Ginza district location. The school is based in an upmarket area of Tokyo, known for its designer shops, with Armani's Japanese head office located just 200 metres from the playground gates. The dark tailored blazers and matching shorts and skirts, along with crisp white shirts and black or white hat, all Armani branded, cost about 80,000 Japanese yen, 525 quid for us. Additional extras, such as matching bags, can also be purchased, pushing, pushing, pushing the price up to 590 quid. Parents were not consulted over the new outfits, but were told in a letter sent out in November that pupils can wear new uniforms from April, the start of the Japanese school year. While the uniform is not compulsory, parents have complained to the local education board, saying that peer pressure among the children will compel them to purchase these gloriously calm outfits. Public elementary schools in Japan charge no fees, but additional expenses such as school lunches, trips and class equipment can add up. When asked about the new uniform, one Ginza local said, Armani is such an upmarket brand, commoners like us can't afford it. You know what, you should take your kid out of that school, because if you can't afford Armani, you don't afford that education, baby, you know what I'm saying? Out of there. News of the school's decision to introduce a luxury Italian brand into the classroom has reached Japanese Parliament. Finance Minister... Taro Asso, a politician known for his tailored Savile Row-style suits, acknowledged that he thought the planned attire was expensive. But he said, "Yo, know, these kids look whack in their shitty wee school uniforms, so get them in our money to fuck and they'll look like little cum lords and bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. But all I'm saying is, Don't do any step on. You'll get the detention. Well, that's a great story, once again, Chris. But there's a question at the end of it. Whoa. If you were allowed to design a uniform, what would it look like and why? You know what? I would that. De- I, w- I would get rid of the felt hats. The hats are shit. Those that, that those hats were shit. But it's Armani, so it'd be nice. So maybe go for like a a Jean Paul Gaultier style hat, like you know the sailor hat for the boys, and then that have like. Sort of leather themed, it Wouldn't be like the traditional later It would just be shorts with uh, braces, and they'd be made of leather and there'd be a sheer shirt underneath and they would wear winkle picker shoes and that would be transgendered uniforms for the boys and the girls would wear the exact same uniforms just to make sure that there was nobody feeling of- offended or oppressed or that they couldn't express themselves there would be a skirt version of the shorts the leather skirt if you wanted but that would be open to boys and girls too so you know, I think that's a very fitting way to end the podcast this week. Um, so all I will do in finishing is say, sorry again for the shite sound quality. I'll get Shane to buy me a new USB lead because be punk. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this on iTunes and rate and review it, please. The more you rate and review The Weird Podcast, the better it makes me feel. And I would just love to have more ratings and reviews than Shane. It'd be great just for bragging rights you know boy bragging rights keeping it real I beat him at the sing off he beat me at the dance off I need something else you know what I'm saying and then follow me on Instagram at Dave Elliot Comedy follow me on Facebook at Dave Elliot Comedy follow me on Twitter at the Dave Elliot and hey if you just see me in the street follow me there too tap me on the shoulder and give me a hug because sometimes I need it in life you know I just need to feel good about stuff but other than that, um, listen out for the podcast, tell your friends about it, and get involved and ask me questions. And um, Until next week, take it easy.